0: Okay, awesome. So you can take that and you can put that on your knees and you make it big, massive. Or you can maybe even imagine you open up this present and it's a cheese grater because it sounds a bit like gratitude. (laughs) And you have this on your knees and maybe even grate your knees just to make it really feel it, to exaggerate it, you know, to energize it so that it's moving there on your knees. And then the third one is curiosity that he has in his book, Uh, Awaken the Giant Within. You have curiosity and you can imagine maybe curiosity killed the cat, so you can imagine a cat on your thighs, digging into your thighs, and you got it there,
1: you know, you've got to
0: really really energize it, exaggerate it, and touch the cat. Now, I mean, now you've connected those three things, now you're standing up in front of your audience, there you think, what was on my feet? Well, the first one was? Big red heart. Which is? Love. Love,
1: awesome, okay, then we had on the knees, what was there? Uh, That was, uh, I had a big, big present on my knees. Uh, grating cheese as well too gratitude
0: gratitude so, so 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 even this even though this may seem slow in the beginning you know it takes a bit of practice you didn't just jump in your car first day and start driving you know that the more that you practice the better you're going to get but these methods work so well they're incredibly simple but they're not easy
1: What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining yours truly, Ryan Calagari, on this week's episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where you know how the spiel goes already. Every single week, I'm reading a book, condensing it down to its core golden nuggets, bringing the author on the show, having a conversation with him about the golden nuggets, and I'm here every single week just trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that can spark real change in your life. Again, if you like the show, then please go online. Go on either SoundCloud... Whatever, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, doesn't matter, Stitcher, rate and review the show. When you do that, send a screen capture of that to podcast at and It'll make sure you get entered into the draw every quarter for a brand new prize. This quarter's prize, I'm giving away either an Amazon Echo, Google Home, or Apple, what is it, HomePod. That's right, the one that leaves a stain on your hardwood. I don't know why they do that. If you do end up wanting that, just make sure you put a coaster underneath that bad boy. Strange, strange. Also, thank you to every single one of you who connect with me on LinkedIn. It's um, really awesome to see all of you who reached out to me You sent me a quick message. You connected with me and uh, I encourage all of you just to reach out to me, connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter, of course, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, but I'm definitely most active on LinkedIn. So continue to do that. Reach out to me. And when you do connect, just uh, make sure you say hi, just so I know who's out there listening to the podcast and where you're from. All right. So this week, what are we talking about? We're talking about a very cool topic. We're talking about memory. We don't talk about memory all that often. We don't talk about the value of that. And it's crazy to me that we don't do that. I've said this before on the podcast, but our brain comes as basic equipment and it is so powerful, but we take it for granted. It's really cool when you see people who are doing very different things in life and how they're utilizing their brain, how they think, um, how they learn. They just access their brain. They have different strategies for utilizing this tool that we have at our disposal that we just really don't make use of. So this week, I'm talking to Kevin Horsley about his book, Unlimited Memory, How to Use Advanced Learning Strategies to Learn Faster, Remember More, and Be More Productive. It was an awesome interview. I love talking to Kevin because this was one of those rare times where I'm a participant in the actual interview itself, and he's using his strategies on me, and I'm testing them out, and very cool things happened while I was talking to him. I could feel different strategies really taking hold in my brain. I could figure out exactly how they work, and I could see exactly how they work. I could picture the visualizations that I have in my head. I could picture them, and all of a sudden, I could feel it just anchor down in my mind and help me remember certain aspects of what he was posing to me. And it might not make sense right now as I'm talking about it, but as you go through the interview, you'll see what I mean. Truly fascinating stuff, and No BS here, I am absolutely going to be using these strategies to help me when I'm doing public speaking, when I'm doing presentations, sales presentations, when I'm trying to remember key facts, information, I will 100% be using these strategies. So I can't wait for you to dig into this one, give it a listen, reach out to me on LinkedIn, let me know what you think, let me know what you like, and let me know what you're going to use, because to me, this is such a cool episode, and uh, like I said, it's just something we don't talk about, we don't hear about very often, so can't wait for you to get into this one. Unlimited memory, how to use advanced learning strategies to learn faster, remember more, and be more productive by Kevin Horsley. I'll catch you back here at the end of the episode. Enjoy. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you, and thank you for having me today on the show. Of course. Well, I say morning. It's morning where I am, but you're uh, you're in South Africa, so it's, it's evening for you right now. Yeah, 6 p.m. at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Kevin, I'm very excited, as I was telling you earlier. Very excited to have you on the show today because we're talking about something today that we don't hear a lot about. This idea of memory and the mind, and I still think that the mind is something that Well, of course, it makes perfect sense that we just don't understand it quite as well. It comes as basic equipment when we're born, so maybe we take advantage of it. We we don't value what's free, and our mind is essentially free, but it's so fascinating at how some people are able to truly utilize their mind and have different strategies to unlock pieces of our mind that we didn't even know exist. And when I think about that, I think about you. And I think about the day that one of my friends, one of my colleagues introduced me to you and he was showing me a video on uh, one of your one of your TEDx talks in Pretoria, and you were given sixty numbers. Um, it was six six rows, ten across, and you just asked the audience for complete silence while you just stood there and you put your blinders on. You looked at it for twenty seconds. You asked and I, you said you were going to recite it. I said, "Get out of here. There's no way he's going to do that." Not only did you recite it completely, but then you went back afterwards. You said, "I'm going to show off a little bit and I'm going to do it in reverse order." And then I looked at you a little bit more and you have this amazing world record. So, you know, I can sit here and talk about you, but maybe it's better if maybe you introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you what you've done.
0: uh, Many people assume that I was born with a good memory. But when I was eight years old, a school psychologist said that I may have a form of brain damage. And he wanted to send me to a special class because I had dyslexia and I was not born with a memory. A good memory. I was My memory is like a sieve when I was at school and I couldn't concentrate. I used to give my mother to read the information to me, friends to help in my homework and I just couldn't read. By the time I left school, I I couldn't read. Huh. And only once I left school in 1989 and I had to do my military service, I was walking around a bookstore and I found three books and, and it changed my life. One was on learning to learn, another one on memory and another on speed reading and that time I thought I was going to read the speed reading book and read the other two quickly but it didn't kind of work out that way. <laughs> I uh, ended up battling my way through the memory book and finding strategies within this, you know, to cut a very long story short, I managed to overcome all my dyslexic issues and I took part in the World Memory Championships and I ended up coming second in the written word event with uh, with in memory, you know, they, they test you in 10 different events and there's about 20 different nations that take part. And that was proof that I overcame my dyslexic issues. So I started working harder on it and I ended up getting the title International Grandmaster of Memory from the Brain Trust and Prince Philip of Liechtenstein. And I uh, started studying people with incredible memories and, and just immersed myself in accelerated learning and focus. And I decided also to go and kind of break a world record, which was <laughs> memorizing 10,000 digits of pi. But not only did you have to know all 10,000 numbers, but if the professors called out any five any, anywhere in the sequence – I'd have to tell you what five numbers came before and what five numbers come after. And they test you 50 times. And that year, I managed to break the world record for by 14 minutes. And uh, so I've been studying memory. You know, there's no real use in memory in pie, but it just shows you what is possible with your memory. And that's what my life is about, breaking limitations in the field of mind and memory. And uh, I've been studying it for almost 30 years now. I've been studying memory and trying to find strategies to improve my life. And to improve people's businesses with memory because memory has got a bit of a bad name. People associated with rote learning mm. where it's actually a method where you can hold on to content and you can deal more with it because the more memories that you have properly stored in your brain, the more connections and combinations you can make to be able to be more creative. So, memory's not just about remembering stuff. So, that's in a nutshell what I do mm. and I also have a best-selling book called Unlimited Memory. Absolutely, and that's what we're here to talk about
1: today. Unlimited memory, how to use advanced learning strategies to learn faster, remember more, and be more productive. And for anybody out there who maybe you started to listen to this and maybe you're like, well, memory, I'm not really too interested in memory. Yeah, you want to be interested in memory because what's the use of learning or reading anything if you can't recall what you know? You know no matter how much you, you read, no matter how much you learn, how much you discover, the value of what you just took in is gone if you forget it tomorrow, it, there's no point to it. So you can learn, but if you forget it, what's the point? And so that's where I really feel that these strategies and unlimited memory, the book itself, was a game changer. And I, I hate hyperbole, but it truly is a game changer because it the quality of your thinking is truly determined by the facts that you remember and that you can recall. So the more information you process, the more ideas that you can generate – and not only that, but for those of you out there who want to become thought leaders in in your industry, the more you know and the more you can recall, you'll become someone who you know, can be seen as someone who really knows their stuff. So it, to me, this book is so important, and I want to frame it for everybody so that you really stick with us and you learn some of these strategies as we go through them, which takes us through to the first golden nugget here, where you know today in reality there's so many different distractions around us we're constantly bombarded which is why i always say you know sometimes my best work is done between you know 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. or 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. because there's just far fewer distractions you know our phones and people walking by and email and what have you meetings so golden nugget number 1 says that to improve concentration we should use something called the pick rule so tell us what the pick rule is and how do you use it to improve our ability to concentrate?
0: So the pick stands for purpose, interest and curiosity. So the first thing, whenever you approach any information, you need to have a purpose. What do you need this for? How relevant is this information to your life? Because if you don't know where you're going, you know, you're not going to get there. You've got to first get a purpose, a strong purpose in your mind, a strong vision of what you want. Because your vision and your vitality are totally connected. So, if you have a strong empowering vision that propels you to go and read this, you're going to get through it a lot quicker and you are going to remember more. Now, in this day and age, we don't need to remember everything. So, there's some things that we need to remember for just in time and there's some stuff that we need to learn for just in case. So, for example, in my business, I need to know specific business frameworks because I do business consulting. So, I need to have that for just in case. If I get to a thing and, you know, I need to know about customer service and I need to remember the 17 key principles then I need to remember that for just in case but for a meeting tomorrow I need to just have a memory method to be able to remember for just in time does that make sense absolutely yes so you got to have a purpose the second key is you got to be interested in the material I mean when you are interested in content you remember it and your attention is at a peak so the secret there is really to find out what are your key interests, what are your passions, and anything that you are learning, anything new or anything that you want to discover, connect your passions and interests to that new content. So, for example, I'm interested in, in knowledge. I'm interested in teaching and coaching and helping people and writing books. So, whenever I read anything, I'm always trying to find out how does this help me get more profound knowledge how does it help me in my seminars how does it help me in my coaching and when you're looking at information through the interest window you become fascinated Mm. so one of the keys there is that you know stop talking about your attention as being attention or concentration rather talk about it as fascination you know do i have high level of fascination or do i have a low level of fascination because you can do something about that Mm. so the first p the p is for purpose we have eyes for interest The C is for curiosity. You know, get curious. Ask questions. When you're busy reading something, when you're busy learning something, ask yourself, how does this make me more significant? How does it make me more relevant? How does it connect to my interests? How does it connect to my life? How can I use it to improve my business? And the more curiosity that you bring into the information, the more you're going to remember. So that is key. Before you start with any memory methods or memory systems, you first need to get that mindset right and get that pick that clear pick in your mind that has a purpose interest and that you're super curious yeah that's
1: the foundation here and when i was reading the book it's it's we oftentimes go on autopilot i think and we take in information without truly taking a moment to think about what that means to us. And that's really where this rule comes in, finding that purpose, finding what interests you, You know, ask, being curious about, it, asking questions like, you know, is this currently relevant to me in my life, in my career? How can I use this at work? How can I use this with this specific situation? Those are great questions to ask yourself. And so by having that foundation, all of a sudden it starts to make things a little bit more relevant and helps things stick a little bit more. So let's say when I'm reading A page of a book, because I read books all the time. And sometimes I read, you know, a page in a book and I put it down for a minute. I go grab some tea or pet my dog or whatever. And all of a sudden I come back and I forget everything that I read. So apparently that can be a thing of the past if I unlock my creativity, which gets me really excited because Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, I know all of you out there, you are very creative people. And so this golden nugget really talks to you, it talks to me, it talks to the creatives out there where golden nugget number two says we should use creativity and the C method to bring information to life if we want to remember more. So tell us more about the C method and using our creativity.
0: So one of the keys on having a strong superior memory is you have to get your imagination involved because that is really the language of the brain. If I say the word dog. You don't see DOG in your brain. You see a real dog that you can touch and feel. And no matter what language you're speaking, that's the international language of the brain. And we think in images. So the more that we can create a unique image in our mind that is fascinating, the more we're going to want to pay attention to it and the more we're going to remember it and it's going to become sticky. So the C stands for S is for senses E is for exaggerate, and the next E is for energize. So the S for senses is you've got to get all your senses involved. So inside your imagination, you know, most people make the mistake where they just try to remember with their little voice. And if you're just using your auditory sense, it's a very weak form of memory because you repeat the information over and over, and when you get to about the seventh bit of information, you're going to have to start all over again because auditory is very sequential. It's like a recording that you make. You always have to fast forward to get to where you want to be. You can't just jump in and out. But when you use all of your senses, your visual images, you can touch it, feel it, hear it, smell it, taste it. it really gonna, it's really going to stick in your mind. The second thing there is that you've got to exaggerate it. You know, what do you remember easier? You remember a strawberry that's tiny or one that's the size of a house? Hmm. You remember things that you exaggerate so you can exaggerate make it bigger you can make it smaller but really make it big in your mind so that you can see it more clearly and then you've got to energize it you know what do you remember more A horse running or a horse standing still you remember the horse running because it creates energy in your body and it and it creates an emotion that makes the information more sticky so when you're busy reading information most people they read something they get to the bottom of the page and they think what have i just read and the reason why that happens is because you didn't bring that information to life with the C principle. So as you're reading, you know, use your senses, create this mind movie, make it this incredible production that you would be able to remember later, exaggerate some of those key concepts, energize it and think about how does this apply to my life and how am I going to apply it in my life by using these C principles. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's tough to grasp.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the idea of using senses, I love that. Uh, exaggeration, energize, how can you apply this in the business world for example? So if I'm doing a speaking engagement, or if I have to give a presentation, um, and I'm trying to remember information, how can I leverage this method um, to help activate my
0: memory? So I don't know if you're going to be talking about some of the other methods, but I'll just go forward with that. So with your memory, you could imagine something like your body, let's say you want to present, And you've maybe got 10 key things that you need to remember, but we won't talk about all 10. But just so let's say you're talking about the 10 emotions of power from Anthony Robbins, Mm. and you want to communicate this to your team because this is something that you have read. And the first concept you want to communicate is love. So, you know, if you just keep on repeating that over and over in your mind, by the time you get to the 10th emotion, you're not going to remember what the first one was. But now, what, what could you think of when you think of love? I think a big, big red heart. Big red heart. Mm-hmm. So now you can take this big red heart, you can put it onto your feet, you can stick it on there, you can exaggerate it, make it massive, make it beat. And now if it's sticking on your feet, now when you think about your feet, the big red heart is going to be there and you're going to remember love. Right. And then I'm just going to do three just to give an example. So on your knees, you have gratitude. So what could you think of for gratitude? Mm,
1: gratitude. Well, the first thing that came to my mind was a big...
0: Red and green present wrapped in, a, wrapped in a bow. Okay, awesome. So you can take that and you can put that on your knees and you make it big, massive. Or you can maybe even imagine you open up this present and it's a cheese grater because it sounds a bit like gratitude. <laughs> and you have this on your knees and maybe even grate your knees just to make it really feel it to exaggerate it, you know, to energize it so that it's moving there on your knees. And then the third one is curiosity that he has in his book, uh, Awaken the Giant Within. You have curiosity, and you can imagine maybe curiosity killed the cat. So yeah. you can imagine a cat on your thighs, digging into your thighs, and you got it there. Yeah, you know, you've got to really, <laughs> really, really energize it, exaggerate it, and, you know, touch the cat. Now, I mean, now you've connected those three things. Now, you're standing up in front of your audience. There you think, what was on my feet? Well, the first one was... Big red heart. witches Love. Love, awesome. Okay, then we had it on
1: the knees. What was there? Uh, that was, uh, I had a big, big present on my knees. Um, uh, grating cheese as well too. Gratitude.
0: Gratitude. So, <laughs> so, so, so even this, <laughs> even though this may seem slow in the beginning, you know, it takes a bit of practice. You didn't just jump in your car first day and start driving, you know, the, you, you, the more that you practice this, the better you're going to get. But these methods work so well. They're incredibly simple, but they're not easy. Oh, wow. So, it, it's simple to take it, you work with it, you play with it, and then everything just becomes these mind movies. And when you do this, you begin to remember more and more every day of practicing it. And then on your thighs, we want to talk to our audience. What was on the thighs?
1: Oh, that's right. That was uh, the, the cat on my thighs digging in. Um, curiosity. Curiosity it killed Curiosity.
0: the city. <laughs> so <now if> Curiosity. <laughs> Look at that.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> and we can keep on going. We can we can put all these ten key emotions. You know, if you're reading, the more that you can connect it and make a unique image. So so the key with memory is you need to have a place to put the memory. You need to have a unique image, and the way to do that is with the C principles. And then you've got to glue it all together, you know, and you're going to glue it all together with the exaggeration and the energizing of the information.
1: That was a really fun example there, my friend. That was awesome. And uh, I wasn't too sure if I was going to remember. I was, But then you use these techniques and it just comes to you naturally. It's so much easier. When I, was, when, when I was a kid, it's funny. I will tell this quick story. But when I was a kid, my grandma, she lived half an hour, 45 minutes away from our home. So when my parents got in the car, the one thing I always kept in mind was... How smart my parents were to know how to go from my house to where my grandma lived. It was just she seemed to live so far away. And the turns, the twists, the stops, the starts and all the different houses we went by, the landmarks. There was so much to remember when I was four, five, six years old. But as I as we get older, remembering things like roots become a lot easier. Um, And so that brings us to this next golden nugget where. In golden nugget number three, it says to use the loci method, also known as the route method, to help us organize thoughts in our mind. Can you talk to us a little bit about
0: more of this, uh, this loci method? Okay. Now, can you describe your house to me in detail? I can, yes. Okay. And if you couldn't do that, I can't help you with that memory problem. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if, if I came to your town and I arrived to where you are right now and I say, can you describe to me how to get to your local shopping mall? You'd be able to do that, wouldn't you? Of course. So we have an incredible memory for journeys. We know them. If you've if you've gone to a house where you know your house, you have you can remember it all. Now it's the same what we did with the body method where we stored things on parts of my body. Now you can do exactly the same thing with the journey in your mind. So if you decide, well, I'm gonna store information around my kitchen, you could go You can go and look at, well, what's the first thing in my kitchen? Well, it's my washing machine. What's next to that? We have the dishwasher. Then we have the sink or the basin. And then we have a cupboard. And you can go and look at each place so you can create a station on this journey to store the information in the same way that we just did with our feet and with our knees and with Mm -hmm. our thighs. So now you make an image of the new information that you want to learn because we remember images well. You turn it to C principles. You connect it to this journey that is in your long-term memory and you can recall it in the same way that we just quickly did with those three bits of information. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, somewhat. Can you put it into more of a, a practical um, um, business scenario for us in terms of how we might be able yep. to use this?
0: Okay, excellent. So let's say you're busy reading a book like maybe bold and you're busy reading what are the six key trends that are going to be influencing the next century. Okay. And and you're reading, and the first thing you see is networks and sensors. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about your kitchen, and the first place in my kitchen would be the washing machine. Mm-hmm. So now I can imagine I'm washing nets, and I'm even maybe throwing in a specific like security sensor or something like that. Or you can think, well, the washing machine has all these kind of sensors. Mm-hmm. So really see it, use the C, C method, and connect the two together. Mm-hmm. The next one we have is uh, infinite computing. So inside the dishwasher, you can imagine you open up your dishwasher and there's tons of computers just jumping out of your dishwasher. Mm. It sounds really silly, but it, it will stick. So the first one we had was networks and sensors. So use the image to remember that. Mm-hmm. The second one we had there was infinite computing. Mm-hmm. The third thing we have is AI. So maybe in the sink or in the basin, you can imagine this artificial brain that you're busy washing the artificial brain. Mm-hmm. So now you've got oh, three things. Now you're busy reading this. And the first place, you think in your mind. So what you're doing is you're using this journey as paper in your mind. And you're using the imagery to write the information on the paper of your mind. So the imagery is like the pen, and the journey would be like the paper. So now you'd go back, and let's say you're doing a meeting and telling people about these three key things, and you think, washing machine, what was there? We had networks and sensors. What was in the dishwasher? What we had infinite computing. What did we have inside the sink? We had this artificial brain, which is AI, or you can use some of your own personal experience, like maybe you watch the TV series Westworld, which is all about the AI, and you can put them maybe inside the sink. And then just to keep on going, you know, that we have the next one, which is robotics. So maybe inside the cupboard, you open the cupboard, and all of a sudden, a robot jumps out. of okay. guys. so the more creative you can make it, the more it's going to stick in your mind.
1: Yeah, I, I love that, because something weird just happened when you were doing that. It's I don't know what the word is to describe it. Maybe it's like a, a brain hack almost where all of a sudden you have that moment. I don't know everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, if you're listening right now, if you had that same type of experience that I had where all of a sudden just like clicked, something happened in your mind where it was just like this fascination, this realization of how to use the brain, how to use these different strategies to help remember things. And you know, as Kevin, as you were going through the kitchen and you were helping us remember you know, uh, networks and sensors, washing machine, um, infinite computing, you know, you open up the washing machine, you see all these chips and stuff. Uh, you know, you, the AI, you know, you're thinking about washing a big brain in this sink or, or robotics and a robot jumps out of the cupboard. This creativity and this path using these things together, all of a sudden it helps things stick. And I've always been somebody who believes that I've never had a very strong memory, um, but I just I don't think I had a good strategy for remembering stuff. And having these tools, to me, just sitting through this interview with you right now, I can see how these are, are beneficial. And I truly love that. So everyone out there, Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, I don't know if you're feeling the same thing I am here, but uh, this is very cool, Kevin. This is awesome. and Thank uh, you. Thank and I, we got a couple more to go through here, so I can't wait to see how we're going to go through this one. But this, to me, was cool. And this, this was maybe something that made you famous and, and got you a lot of media attention. But... When I'm speaking to groups of people or and giving presentations, I'm the kind of guy where you know I like to tell stories, but I also like to couple those stories with numerical data. So I'll sit there and reference numbers. Um, I'll bring up specific years that um, innovations or new products were released or created. I'll talk about the number of respondents to a specific survey that I send out and so on. So my problem is I sit there and it's very difficult for me to remember these numbers. So I'll utilize a PowerPoint presentation to remember these numbers. I would much rather not use a PowerPoint because I don't like using PowerPoint. I just like to speak without that tool. But I have a difficult time remembering those numbers, as I'm sure many of you out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation maybe do as well too. So because it's really hard to remember numbers, this is what gets me a little bit excited, which leads us to the next golden nugget, golden nugget number four, which says that to remember dates and numbers more effectively, we should use sounds. So sounds, help us understand that better.
0: Okay, so one of the keys with remembering numbers. I mean, if I say the word 007, what do you think of? Uh, James Bond. James, or 911, what do you think of? Uh, Ambulance. Ambulance, so now you have an image for the number, and as soon as I say it, you can remember that number because now you've got something to hold on to. So the first thing that you have to do is that you've got to create meaning out of any information that you want to remember. So with a number, you've got to go and see what kind of meaning can I make out of it. Now, with the method that I want to, I'll, I'll just touch on it, but the method that I'm going to show you now, it may seem like a lot of work, but it's like learning how to read, mm-hmm. uh, learning how to read numbers. So, let me just give you the first three. So, if you if you have the number one, mm-hmm. okay, you can make it into a T or D. Okay. The the letters T or D, or the sound T or D, ta-da, okay? Okay. You've got uh, two is N, mm-hmm. so N, so now it looks like two, you turn around, there's two downstrokes. Okay. And then three, we have M. So we've got three strokes. Okay. And then what we do is that we have the vowels would have no value. So one would be T or D. Two would be N. Three would be M. The vowels have no value. So, so okay, let's just take the first one. Let's say the, the name Tammy. We'd have, so we had one and mm-hmm. three. So yep. so what you do is that you create words out of numbers that you want to remember. It sounds like a lot of work and it is a bit of work in the beginning. Mm. But the more that you c- if you can turn a number into a word, mm. then now you can hold on to it because you can turn it into an image mm. and your brain holds on to things that are exciting, that are fascinating, that are unique. So now you can turn that number that you want to remember into something unique. Or you could use another method. You could say 1 looks like a pencil two looks like a duck three looks like a camel's back and then you can turn each number into a shape and you can remember single digits just by turning it into a funny picture in the same way that we did with the journey method or with the body method
1: so let me ask you this so uh, if we want to use the example of you know the first time somebody walked on the moon right we want to try to remember that and i always forget it right it's You know, I'm trying to remember the number, but it's 1969, okay? But I'm afraid that if I go up on stage and I forget it because I'm going to be an idiot and I'm going to have all these numbers in my mind, so I'm going to forget 1969. How would I remember that using this technique?
0: Okay, so I'm just using the short method because uh, using the word method, then we've got to learn about the code for six and nine. But just by using the short method, so six looks like a golf club. Mm. And maybe nine looks like a tennis racket.
1: Okay.
0: You know that the moon landing happened in the 1900s. You know, it wasn't in another time. So, all you have to remember is the 69. So, you could use maybe the golf club. You're hitting a golf club into a tennis racket or you're playing golf with a tennis racket, you know, if you can break it down. So, so that you can hold on to the 69 or you could give it any meaning that you want to that you can create meaning from your own reference and personal experience.
1: I want people out there right now listening in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation to understand that this, it's like learning a new language almost. This is what I feel it is. And we live in this instant gratification world where, you know, we want answers now. We want, you know, we we want whatever it is we want. We want it now. And some of us, we, we don't want to put in the work and the effort. But this one in particular, I can see it's a little bit more difficult. But the value of it is tremendous it's unlocking a piece of your brain that maybe had been dormant for, for a long time or maybe forever. And so you're teaching your brain something new by incorporating these different strategies and um, using imagery and using sounds to help us remember things better. I really like that one. This one's a tough one, though. I'll have to sit down and, and really read it over again and again and, and practice this because I use numbers a lot. So this one in
0: particular will be a value to me. So the key is first to get to know the code really well. And then from the code, once you have that, then you can start to build the words. And when you have the words built, it's like learning a new language, as you said. Then you would be able to speak the language of numbers. And mm-hmm. then it would become automatic with a bit of practice. And so play with it, you know, just remember random numbers. Just remember anything that you want to remember, any specific date and, and really just play with the information. You know, some people say, but I don't think this way. You know, I don't naturally think this way either. I've trained myself to think this way because it works. And you can create an unlimited memory. You know, if you think about how many journeys do you have in your mind, how much space, unused space do you have in your mind? And so you can remember any information that you need that has value to your life. If numbers aren't valuable to you, then you could use it for any other content that is valuable for your life. Mm. So in the last Golden Nugget, we
1: talked about a problem that I have with numbers and trying to remember numbers. Well, this Golden Nugget, it's it's another real problem that I have. And this one's a, a really big one because I can use a presentation to get me out of that situation if I don't want to, you know, exercise my brain and utilize these strategies. But there's – it happens a lot where I meet a lot of people and I, I have met a lot of people. And so when I go to an event and – you know, I'm at this networking event. All of a sudden, people come up to me with open arms or, or a handshake. And, Ryan, it's so good to see you again. My <laughs> God, it's been been forever. And I shake their hand. I give them a hug. And they're very warm and friendly. And they're smiling. And in my head, the entire time, I'm saying, oh, shit. I don't know who this person is for the life of me. I have no <laughs> idea where I met them, who they are, the conversation that we had before. And I feel rude and embarrassed as I struggle to fake my way through the conversation, hoping that they don't realize I have no idea who they are. Well, for anyone who's been in that position as, as I have been, this is what golden nugget number five is for. So use the four C system to remember names. And this is a big one for me, Kevin, so lay it on me.
0: Okay, so the four Cs, first C stands for concentrate, mm-hmm. the second C is to create, the third C is for connect, and then it's continue using. Hmm. So the first thing is that you've got to concentrate the reason why most people don't remember names is because they don't hear the name in the first place. Now, you can't forget something that you didn't hear in the beginning. So what you have to do is become more interested in the name than trying to become more interesting. Mm. So you hear the name, so if I'm meeting you, Ryan, I would immediately say, hi Ryan, nice to meet you. So I've done one review and I've heard the name, I've repeated it back to you. Mm -hmm. If I didn't get your name, if I didn't hear it, I would just say, sorry, I didn't get your name. Can you tell me again? And a lot of people, they feel self-conscious to do that. That's but right. you have to do that because you have to get it in the first place. So then ask yourself questions. You know, As soon as you step away, just say, what was his name again? And you'll be able to have the content in your mind. So the first thing you have to do is pay attention, become fascinated in the name and become interested. The second key is which is about creating. So if you're meeting me, my name's Kevin Horsley. So if you have the surname... What do you think of? A horse. <laughs> a horse. So, so now you've got something to hold on to. Now, if you don't do anything in your mind, if you don't create something in your mind within 20 seconds, the name is going to be gone because you just you heard the name, you put it in your working memory, and your working memory doesn't store information. So now if you create a horse in your mind, mm-hmm. you've got something to hold on to. That's right. And then you either look at my face and you see – have I got like horsey features maybe and you connect the horse onto my face <laughs> in some other way? Or alternatively, you can think of – you compare my face with a horse. And and the more that you can do that, the more connections you're going to make. So my first name is Kevin. You can either see my face being caved in for Kevin, you know, being creative To mm-hmm. You've got to stick it. You've got to make something creative in your mind. And then you've got to really connect it to the, to the face, as I've already done. But it's so, so the creation and the connecting, they work together. Or you'd go, well, Kevin, well, do I know another Kevin? How are they similar? Hmm. And you have to do something creative and connecting at the same time. And then you have to continue using. So you meet me, you at a cocktail party or something, you walk around, you think, what was his name again? Ah, Kevin Horsley. Hmm. And then maybe you go and write it down, put it in a system, like Evernote or one of the systems that you like, OneNote or anything like that. And you create a review system so that information can keep on coming back to you. Hmm. So maybe, you know, after a week comes back and you think, oh, who are those people that I met? Now you have a backup on your Evernote. And you go and look at it. And then you go and put another reminder for, say, two weeks from now. And you have a look at the list again. Do I still remember what those people look like? And you keep on reviewing over longer and longer periods of time. And by using those four Cs, you'll take your name memory to another level.
1: I keep having mm. these moments throughout this conversation and I don't know, again, if everyone out there is having the same experience that I am, but um, if I utilize creativity, again, I'm just having these little moments click in my brain, But. Again, if if I want to leverage creativity to its maximum extent in this, you know, if I'm thinking horsely, I might not just think horse because horse I might forget is it a you know, horseman, is it is it horsely, is, is it you know, horser, whatever it is. <clears throat> I might think of this running galloping horse having this massive fight with Bruce Lee in my mind. I'm a martial artist. That's the first thing I think of. So, I'll think of a horse fighting with Bruce Lee in my mind, because I created this, I feel like I'll never forget it now because I created something so dramatic, so creative, so vivid in my mind that it's very difficult to forget about that. I might even laugh about it because it's so ridiculous, but I'll remember it now.
0: I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's what you need to do. You need to make it illogical. You need to make it unique so that it's really sticky. And then if you think about it and review it, then it becomes logical. And then you don't think of, every time you think of me, you don't think of the horse and the lee. You just see it's horsely because now it's part of your your memory—it's—it's it's in you. You know the content just yeah. by continually reviewing.
1: I wish I wish I had known this last week when that specific situation happened to me. And uh, it was one of those moments where I think they even knew that that I forgot who they were or, or forgot their name. And you, Ryan, nice to see you again. It's like, hey, <laughs> good to see you. How you been? How's work going? Works great. How how you been doing, man? I've been keeping really busy, and you're sitting there like I'm trying to figure out. I'm asking them questions like an investigative journalist, trying to figure out what they were doing. Or ah, they they know I had no idea, but I think they were too embarrassed to say anything. I was too embarrassed to say anything, so we walk away both terribly, you know, embarrassed by that conversation. So this is something that I'm I'm really going to put into practice, and I'm gonna have some fun with this. I'm gonna. Start to meet people at random or even people that I do know and try to utilize this technique. You know, the people that I'm going to go into work with and, and the people I'm going to have meetings with today. I'm going to try utilizing this technique with them and start just, again, practicing. it. Because I think the more practice you have, the more comfortable you get with realizing you're, you're utilizing your creativity, the more easy it's going to become. And I don't think it's maybe best to start Practicing this in the real world when you do need to remember names So maybe I'm just gonna start practicing with people that I do know like, you know My friends my family my mom and dad sisters and and see where that takes me. What kind of creativity I can unlock
0: What you can also do as a practice is you know go to Facebook and go to your friends and then link on their friends and Because you don't know all of your their friends Mm -hmm. and you go and learn names because now you have got a face and you have a name You have a face and a name and you can go and practice and the more you practice this, the better you're going to get. Then you won't have to be making different creative images because you'll create like an image vocabulary. you know. So whenever I meet someone whose name is Ryan, my brother's son, his name is Ryan, and immediately I have him in my mind making a connection. Mm-hmm. And the more connections you make, that you have the standard feature. So if every time you see a Kevin and you maybe think of me, boom, you have a standard image. Now you don't have to keep on recreating that information. So the more you practice, the better you're gonna get at it. Remember, practice makes permanent. It doesn't make perfect. So you have to keep on practicing the right strategy to get the result that you want. It's a great takeaway. So we're gonna close down the
1: interview now, but before we do, you know, you've given us a lot of different techniques that we can use here to remember any information that we want. So I'm gonna make sure that all of this sticks. Because the problem is with a lot of us, the information doesn't stick. You know, I go through kindergarten to grade 12 and from, from you know, all my years in university and college, I don't remember a damn thing about what I learned there in those years. And it's too bad, you know, when you talk about finals, you know, I'm, I'm in my finals, yeah, it's my finals because I really am not gonna remember anything past this day when I do my exam. And it's such a running joke with university and college students where they say, you know, I did my exam and after I did my exam, I don't remember anything anymore. And it's so unfortunate that that we just accept that as the reality. and that's how our minds work, man. That's just how it is. I refuse to accept that because now when we need to remember stats, we need to remember stories, we need to remember data and details, this determines just it becomes a competitive advantage for you, for your brand, you as a professional out there. So you have to remember this information. So all these different techniques you provided to us, I want to make sure they stick. But we have to make a concerted effort to do that, which leads us to our last golden nugget, golden nugget number six, which says that to prevent us from forgetting information, we need to review it. So talk to us about this idea of reviewing our information and what that looks like.
0: We have to keep information alive because if you don't, it's just going to let it go. You know that if you learn something today and it's not really relevant to your life, if you're not consistently using it, your brain's just going to let it go. So you have to create some kind of review system. So let's say, for example, we had those 10 emotions of power. You can go and put them in something like Evernote or the system that you prefer and, you know, set reminders and say, I've got to review it tomorrow. And as soon as if you think you have those 10 emotions, then you can just set it and say, I have to review it three days from now. Mm-hmm. And then you go and set it for a week for now. And then within one week, if you still know it, then you can put it on two weeks and you can go and stretch it over longer and longer periods of time until you get to a place of maybe two or three months, then it will begin to move into your long-term memory, and then it will become knowledge. So you have to go and review information to renew the information consistently. So, for example, these trends are important to you, you the networks and sensors. You quickly go and review it because the hard work was the creativity, putting the information down. And by consistently reviewing it over a period of time, You'll be able to just know what were those six keys, and you won't even really have to think about the journey and the imagery anymore. It will just be networks and sensors, infinite computing, AR, and the information will be at your fingertips. So you have to keep on reviewing the content to make it part of your life because if you don't know the content you're not going to have control over the content and if you don't have control of the content you're going to get bad results Mm -hmm. and if you get bad results you're not going to like what you do and you're not going to want to learn more about that topic now if you're thinking about exams you know exams are In the final exams are final indeed at most universities because as soon as the people end of the year they've written that exam they don't review that content ever again Mm -hmm. that if you had to test them at the second year on the content they learned. The year before, most of them will fail that information. Mm. So you have to set up some kind of review system to keep this information alive. So, for example, what we spoke about today, we had the pick, we had the purpose, interest, we had curiosity. We looked at the C principles. We had the senses, exaggerate, energized. We used a bit of the body list, putting information on our body, on our long-term memory, and putting it on a journey in our mind. We also spoke about numbers. And we looked at the C principles, which was concentrate, create, connect, continue using. So now I've done a quick review, but you can go and take this podcast, listen to it again, and you can review it again and again to keep that information alive in your mind. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, this was incredibly, incredibly
1: important for us to sit down and take this in, learn this information. and Again, this is the coolest part about it, but just because we did this before, I still remember... Big red heart on my feet, love, you know, grating cheese on my knees, gratitude and, you know, curiosity killed the cat of a cat, you know, digging into my into my thighs. You know that those those strong images that we just kind of touched on very briefly, they stuck with me. You know, it, it to me, it's, it's absolutely fascinating that these little techniques, these strategies we can employ to completely change how we remember information and create what you call this unlimited memory. Kevin, it was such an honor having you on the show, my friend. If anyone wants to get in touch with you or follow you along online, how can they
0: go about doing that? Thank you for having me. And my website is supermemory.co.za or Z-A if you're in the US. Mm -hmm. So supermemory.co.za. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you, Kevin, so
1: much for making time for myself and for everybody out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Alright, there we have it. That is Unlimited Memory, How to Use Advanced Learning Strategies to Learn Better, Remember More, and Be More Productive by Kevin Horsley. Man, I love talking to Kevin. Great guy, great interview, and just such an interesting individual. You know, people look at him and they're like, ah, he's just a special person, right? He was just born differently. He's overly talented. I'll remind you to go back and listen to Jeff Colvin's episode where we talk about deliberate practice. You want to talk about somebody who used deliberate practice? Kevin absolutely practiced this idea of deliberate practice that Jeff Colvin talks about to unlock this unlimited memory that he has. Truly a remarkable individual, and I absolutely love talking to him, and I really hope that you're able to take some of these strategies and put them into practice for yourself to help you you know, better dominate your presentations, whether it's a sales presentation, a speaking engagement, whether you just want to remember key facts, figures, people's names for crying out loud. I mean, I'm definitely going to use that one for that, because clearly it's a problem for me, but... It was a great interview, and I really hope that you were able to take away some awesome, awesome nuggets from that one. If you liked this episode, then please go online, rate, and review the show. You know it means a lot to me when you do that, so please do that. Go online, rate, and review the show whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, doesn't matter, SoundCloud. When you do that, take a screen capture of that. Send it to podcast at com, and I'll make sure you get entered into the draw every single quarter for a prize. And, of course, this quarter's prize, I've said it before, I'll say it again. We're giving away either a Google Home... Amazon Echo or the Apple HomePod. Again, one more reminder don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you're going to connect with me on any of them, out of any of the four, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. And when you do, just give me a quick heads up, say hey, what's going on, and uh, tell me that you're listening to the podcast. And uh, again, just say hi. Always means a lot to me that you reach out because I love to hear from the people who are out there listening. All right, my friends, that is a wrap. So again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. And you know that I'll be back here next week with a brand new book, brand new Golden Nuggets, an interview with the author. And of course, every single week, I'm here just trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that can spark change in your life. Have a fantastic, productive week, everybody. Take it easy. I love you guys.
2: to a crossroad and run into the winner and the quitter in you, listen to the winner. The quitter will never take you down the road you want to travel. I believe we all have a winner inside of us. There's a winner inside of you. Sometimes we've just been hanging around with losers for too long. Develop the mindset of a winner. The truth is, most people give up on their dream most people give up on their dream to live the average lifestyle but it really doesn't matter what most people do what do you do? because you are different you will never give up on your dream you will not listen to the average you will listen to the winner inside of you you will believe in yourself when no one else does you will believe in yourself when you have no reason to believe and you will never quit know some of you are going through a rough time. Some of you are going into the fight of your life, fighting for your future, fighting for your career, fighting for your family. Some of you are fighting for your life. And I am telling you, do not quit. Do not give in. I know life can be tough. I know life can wear you down. But if you just stick it out, Even if you don't get the result, you will find the character you showed will be your reward. The fighting spirit you develop will be the reward, and it will serve you well for the rest of your life. Fight for what you want now, or fight against what you don't want later. You choose. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare settle. Don't you dare back down. Not today, or any other day. When the tough moments come, never forget, you are in that moment, writing your legacy. In that tough moment, you are setting the standard for your character. Do you have the character? You do! Fight for what you want now, or fight against what you don't want later, you choose. Fight for what you want now, or fight against what you don't want later, you choose. When you come to a crossroad and run into the winner and the quitter in you, listen to the winner. When you make a commitment to yourself, you make sure you see it through. Never, ever quit.